0: This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of
1: Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale and honored to be part of
2: the following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network Entertainment here.
0: Five Tom. Well, what up high fibers? Uh it's your boy Hi Five Tom. Uh and I've got my very good friend uh Mr. You're too slow Will uh with a very uh enlarged comic book collection as of a couple days ago. Will how are you today?
2: Well Tom, thank you for going great Until technology. My you know shouts out to uh our stable mates on the Wizards Podcast uh Tots pod uh, my laptop can get off my lawn.
1: Nope.
2: <laughs> oh. Yes. I, uh, can you can you still hear me? I can hear you now. Yep. Okay. Okay. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll lots we'll of lots you. of lots of lots of comic books. If you're following me on my personal Twitter at WMercierJr. Uh, I'm gonna post them all on a thread. I won't, I won't bore you all with the details, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. I, I got way more than I planned on getting.
0: Some good shit too, even stuff even I recognize. So,
2: but uh, I mean, wrestling related stuff. I got my ticket to Beyond Wrestling. So if you're in the Lowell, Massachusetts area in uh, two weeks, come hang out in Lowell, Massachusetts at. Uh, at I see Alice Coughlin, see Masha Slamovich. Masha, you say that's May twenty eighth? Yes, if that's the Sunday. Okay, pretty wow. sure it's twenty eighth.
0: Do they usually run on Sunday? It is, yeah, twenty eighth. So Sunday.
2: Beyond's big, Beyond's big thing is uh, what they call the Wrestling Open. That's every Thursday night. So okay. like, that's what you can watch on like IWP and stuff like that. This is a, uh, this is a super show.
0: Okay. That's cool. Man you got yeah, as, uh,
2: as per recommended by or can you beat that champion uh Mike Peterson
0: your tribal chief
2: I just showed up for the front row My tribal chief acknowledge him.
0: And uh I think especially for a show like at Beyond I think you're really going to you're going to really enjoy that so <laughs> Yeah, cuz I got to show oh, yeah, I see the day before so um, yeah, I'll throw it on IW TV and stalk you on the TV, so. I was doing yes, that there. Uh, the former guest of uh, Chopping Up with Hi-Fi Time, good friend Andy, future guest of the Bonus Watch Alongs, but yeah, they're at AEW on Saturday. I'm like, oh, I see you guys. Oh, yeah, they're all Our buddy Chico Six Toes got his, his phone stolen by one of the wrestlers, and he fucking lost his shit. It was hilarious right there on screen
2: wrestler stole his phone huh
0: yeah walked into the back with it and everything
2: damn it's pretty funny Assuming so he got it back
0: he did eventually get it back but it took it, it took a while so um i had a chuckle he had it coming so yeah if anybody <laughs> had it coming to be him so yeah so you got a haul, and uh, it, I my uh, it sounds like my dual power bomb book is finally at said bookstore I ordered it from in February. So I will have it. Uh, I'm having dinner or breakfast with Dad next Thursday, so I will post pictures of that. But uh, Will and I are actually working on more of a social media presence. Um, we do have an email. Uh, so if you want to email us anything. Um, if
2: you want to email us requesting our physical addresses for snail mail, we'll be, we'll ha- be happy to be your pen pal.
0: Yeah, I I kind of miss being pen pals. I remember when Faith and I first started dating because she was at school, you know, four hours away. I actually wrote her a letter every day. Oh. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah, I think every day for almost two years, I think. Damn. So. Yeah, so that's how she figured out my handwriting, so. I wouldn't send one every day, but I would do like a weekly journal. I got you. So, um, yeah, send us. I mean, we will be getting... Um, I did contact the person that I want to do my stickers, but they're kind of dragging their feet. Um, but, yeah. You know,
2: uh, maybe I'll go next door to high-five printing.
0: You know, um, we may need to talk about that, so I'll give me another week. And, uh,
2: yeah. yeah that does- I know a lot of like band people who have hookups for like stickers and stuff. I can, I can start if, if your the initial contact doesn't pan out. We have, we got options.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's, it's how do I say this? without throwing? In, it's just a local company that does a lot of things in the area. We'll just say,
2: yeah, uh, for, for,
0: for local wrestling companies. Um,
2: they, they, they got a lot to take care of. They got all on their plate.
0: Well, no, it's not that. It's just kind of, I mean, I'm like, I wanted to kind of keep it local here. I'm like, I'm going to order 500 stickers from you right off the bat. So, um, but yeah, once we get the
2: stickers, <laughs>
0: um, well, I mean, we got, we got a lot of high fivers and, you know, we're, we're still in the mark order gimmick. Uh, Damn. We, all,
2: all 10 of our listeners can have like 50 stickers each.
0: Hey, whatever works. And we are sending international. So I am talking to you, uh, Mr. Matt Lewis, and I am also talking to you Rob. Uh, hopefully, you get to get Rob here on the show one of these times soon. And obviously, uh, SJ and, and uh, Mr. Freed's over there in the Canada. Oh, you know, there. Yeah, they're up in the up in the Canada, eh? Hey. So, and, well, I found out a friend of mine's working oh, at a, a okay. in a park in Maine. And uh, it sounds like the eclipse will be going right through his neck of the woods. So, we've got a spot to see the eclipse. Hell yeah. So, and uh, if Rest- and if WrestleMania is going to Minneapolis for forty one, uh, I'm gonna skip the one in Philadelphia. So, yeah, that's a sweet Brainbuster T-shirt. What's it say?
2: So this is the one that says, uh, "This T-shirt was purchased with the intent of supporting the pro wrestling photographer Brainbuster."
0: Nice. <clears throat> that's a dope. It's concept. got
2: a. The, it's got the, um, I don't remember who who is was, who was he wrestling. It's uh, Brody Brody King giving somebody a pod driver. Photographs is on the back.
0: Nah, Brody King. So, one of our favorites, and we'll be covering.
2: On the top of shirts, I, I should have had, and I probably would have been wearing my new cattle decapitation t shirt, Tom, but in addition to my laptop seeing to get off my lawn, you know what else can get off my lawn? My porch, or rather the lack of a porch. Oh, they're redoing the, the whole porch to the building. So it's all gone. So every day there's an update saying, oh, we can't access the building. We got mail. It's like, well, don't they figure the people who live here are getting in and out somehow? Why can't the postman walk an extra 20 feet and get my mail in the building?
0: Yeah, well, usually something like that. Can't you just pick it up at the post office?
2: That's what I'm, like, waiting for. So I just wanted to get sent back. Right. Because the buildings, I like, guess you can. You just can't go on the front door. You got to go on the side door. Everybody lives in the building right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure you're not the only one that's not getting your mail, so... So you're not getting any mail?
2: Oh, shit. No. So, so when they started tearing it up, there was... Um, you could still kind of go through. It was, like, tore up, but you could still go through. And, like, now it's, like, yelled off, like, don't don't walk on here. Don't, like, don't even look at it.
0: Don't even think about or it. Table.
2: Or don't even think about it. Don't even think about bringing those Oh, right. That was too funny. So this is a visual podcast. But Tom has a, a snazzy green screen, like some northern lights going on behind him. Yeah. With, with a line. And when he picked up his cup to drink, the, the bottom of the cup became see through. It was the, the background.
0: Well, that's cool. Oh, wow. The whole cup's that way now. The whole <laughs> cup. <laughs> yeah, well, um,. Sorry, high-fivers. Tom forgot to turn on his laptop that uh, contains his notes. Um, so we're just going to continue with our week in our, our what we talked about in pre-production. So uh, I did get nice and toasty. Went to a baseball game, so I got my buddy Mike's team here, the Genesee Rebels. Uh, although they did not. The outcome was not as they had planned. Uh, but got nice and toasty. I don't know if you can really the see it. The Genesee Rebels.
2: What What? What, what level baseball are we talking about? This is like a trick. Playing is this a uh, college
0: uh, team? Amateur. Yeah, so it's kids out of college, but okay. still playing baseball. So, um, and you can hear uh, a conversation I had with Mike on chopping it up, episode three point three. By the way,
2: Mike was one of my first guests. Has, so. Hasn't uh, hasn't been a chopping it up in a while?
0: There has not been. A, it, it's yeah, you're right. Th- th- thanks for that. Well, you know,
2: it's uh, it's a uh, it's all right. You know, there's there's a lot of movies I haven't watched yet. You know, we're, we're going to chop it up about a movie at some point. And uh, it's starting to be requested. You know, we talked about Powerbomb so much that we got requests in the, the, the Shining Wizards Discord to get Daniel Warren Johnson on here to talk some some pro wrestling. You, you, I mean, but I
0: will
2: Daniel. I don't know how much uh, how much you've looked into Dana Warren Johnson himself, but when you get your copy of Duo Powerbomb, he's uh, like, a little introduction about how he got into wrestling again as a through New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, that's cool because he was kind of like, came in and hot wrestling. And he had a friend said, oh, got to check out." New Japan. Like, it'll push all those buttons you want it to press. Not all the Brother, dude, stuff.
1: <laughs> dude, brother.
0: God damn, my laptop's taking forever to. Um.
2: There's a. I will say there's some stuff. He has some on the YouTube page. He's got some director's cut, basically, where he talks about, kind of page by page, uh, the first couple issues of Dual Powerbomb. So there's. There is some stuff where he. Uh, mentioned some inspiration being from some current AEW stars, because he does hit up AEW when they come to Chicago. Uh, um, and it's supposed to remember seeing it and be like, you know, this kind of makes me think of this. And then that validated on on stream being like, oh, this is, here's like the still that I was thinking of. It's like, that's what I was thinking of. Hmm. I'm in the mind of the artist. All
0: right. Yeah, I mean, uh,
2: we do talk- we, oh, I don't have the music queued up. Let me, let, me, let me get my phone because we, we got the music ready. Because we have, we have, I don't know if I want to see a stacked program tonight. You want to talk about TV? I don't want to talk about TV. <laughs> I'm salty about TV. I mean, not really, because we pay nine ninety nine every month to Honor Club. Because Tony Khan hasn't accomplished that yet, even though we're we're trying to bring eyes to his product.
0: Yeah, I mean
2: retroactively.
0: Yeah, I mean Caprice was even in on that, so he's like, "Yeah, watch our way." Oh, yeah, talk. I yeah.
2: I tweeted about it. I said I said it. I didn't I didn't want to spill the beans, and I got I got some traction from Caprice, which Caprice is good about responding to people like if people comment on stuff or if they tweet at him, even if it's something small, he'll at least get like he he does engage with the but the the response from. C- Alexander really surprised me. That
0: was cool. Yeah, I mean... We
2: got, we got recognition from somebody within the WWE.
0: Yeah. So, in... what? God, they need to let Cedric Alexander go. I mean, talk about someone that would be really fun and the best of Super Juniors. So, um... But we do I have them
2: out in the indies. Have a have like a Cedric Cedric Alexander, Fred Yehai. Yo, talking about that'd be good. shit.
0: I love Fred Yehi. He's Savage really weed. good. Savage weed. Does he come up by you guys at all?
2: I think he's done stuff for like Beyond.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: I'm still crossing my fingers for uh, Matt Cross to make his way up here, because New Hampshire—I want to say it was another New England state too, or like one of the few states he hasn't wrestled in yet.
0: He hasn't wrestled New Hampshire.
2: He's not wrestling New Hampshire. The, the list of states he has not wrestled in is short, but New Hampshire is one of them.
0: Yeah, I remember I saw that. I think he's got I mean,
2: I can't can't say I blame him. There's not a hole here. (laughs) Well, I mean. Well, you know, if if WFA keeps rolling and that gets a little more steam, you know, like, in addition to Beyond, I'll also be going to WFA's first night of their world title tournament shows. It's going to have Brian Malone Delirious, Mandy Leone. You know, maybe we can get a – maybe we can get a – Matt Cross, a little Mad Dog Matt Cross action up here, Northeast. Yeah, super nice guy,
0: too. So he comes, uh, there's a company called Mondo Lucha that he wrestles for up here, so.
2: I I still think the world of him, because for uh, my friend who does unboxing videos, I got, he offered us a, a signed Son of Havoc mask with a t-shirt package. And I, he signed, like, i i said this might be too wordy but would you mind signing the mask happy unboxing from the open road and i said it's from my friend so my friend was a big big uh lucha underground fan big son of havoc he's like you know that was a really thoughtful and cool gift so i do get a little salty that it's not featured in every video he does like mm-hmm. prominently like right there in the front he has, he has a like a couple mannequin heads, so he does. He rotates like what wrestling masks are are featured, but I yeah. think it's the best one of his collection. Just saying.
0: Well, uh, I mean, yeah, God, he was so funny on on Lucha Underground too. So,
2: and just if we're if we just want to keep putting Matt Cross over his uh, wrestling is forever brand, great clothing. Love a lot of the designs. Got a couple of shirts. Yeah, com- hat. The, the snapback hat's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, the shirts are really comfy. They're they're really comfy um, style of shirts. So
2: I got I yeah. got a I got a t-shirt and I got the three quarter sleeve.
0: Yeah, his band's not bad either. That forlorn United band.
2: Yeah, I hope that gets off the ground a little bit too, and maybe they, they play around a little more with that too.
0: Yeah, because I think they have just got the one single on Bandcamp. I think, right? I know I bought it. Yes. All right, but we do have a fantastic question of Dishonor. Um, <laughs> all right, time for a fun question of Dishonor. The Odd Couple is coming back, and, is, and it's starring two members of the Ring of Honor 2013 roster. Who are you picking? <clears throat> now, I kind of misunderstood the, the Odd Couple thing, so my answer was not quite as right. Uh, but Brun has got, I mean... I don't know how we're going to top this.
2: He but, took all the answers. Didn't he send like he sent like five answers?
0: <laughs> it was only three, but they're fucking money. Um, he says, I have three that come to mind. First, Carino and Nigel. I mean, dude, I mean, that's fucking brilliant. Um, mostly because Carino would be amazing in either role. Uh, then you had Davey Richards and Mark Briscoe will be a fun pair. Uh, but The Last Real Man and The Zombie Princess, you probably can't get more odd than those two. Um, Goddamn, Brandon. It's set the bar pretty fucking high there. That
2: The, the Silas Young uh, answer is great. Especially, I mean, we don't really get a lot of it now, but like, especially when we get a little later on. Not too far later, I don't think, but we start getting the... Kind of the Silas's like little vignette videos he does, where it's like "be a man" or whatever. Like, yeah. I'll never forget. There was one that stood out, and I can't wait to see it. my, he's so I hit him in the with his keyboard. Now he's actually Well, Will, do you have any answers
0: for this odd couple here?
2: So when I read Brendan's question, this is uh, our friend Brendan Haney goes with Brendan. the notes for the Shining podcast at Irish Misfit on Twitter. Um, I was thinking, I don't know if you're familiar with Family Guy that much. But there was an episode where they had like a running gag how Fox would always put like ads for the new shows at the bottom of the screen, so stuff like where buddies or like whatever like that. So I'm thinking. I kind of thought as along the lines of what he said. I was thinking the Marcosco Bobby Fish.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, Bobby. Mean,
2: I think the think we can. On is is Marcosco has to be involved? Yeah,
0: and real
2: quick, as the lead up Border Wars, he said he's got a face made for TV.
0: Yeah. And um, and just real quick, uh, Brunner did text us today too that uh, Mark was on on uh, Jericho's podcast, and it's it's worth to listen, even if you don't listen normally to Jericho's uh, podcast. Um, definitely made me laugh. Definitely made me cry. Um, he is a fucking national treasure, and he's hilarious on there. So, um, yeah, when uh, when Brendan first said, I was thinking like actual couple couples. Um, so I said Mike Mondo and Maria. Um. Yeah,
2: uh, but, we'll talk about America.
0: yeah. Uh, but for some odd reason, I know they've been on commentary together, but I was kind of thinking of Truth and Kevin Kelly. You know, you got the straight laced, you know, goody two shoes Kevin Kelly, and then you got the pervert. Uh, oh, I'm sorry the <clears throat> the Truth Martini. I, I'm not gonna there?
2: lie, Truth Martini, Mark Briscoe crossed my mind for for a second.
0: Yeah, which is really ironic after uh, Border Wars today,
2: so Or if you wanna have Matt Tate and Mark Briscoe because you kinda of have the two Mark Briscoe's not from New Hampshire, but that would kind of encapsulate the two parts of New Hampshire. You got the, the Hick side. Yeah. And you got the I, I do burnouts in my Honda Civic from the nineties at midnight at the center of town, you know?
0: <laughs> Does that happen a lot in New Hampshire?
2: Dairy, New Hampshire specifically, there's a lot of Honest basically like you do burnouts. um especially you've been over here, there's a lot of little side streets on yeah. off the main road. that is, does lead to a lot of accidents in the summertime when there's more traffic in and out. So traffic's slow around here in the summertime because there's always something being cleaned up. But ah, uh, you'll look out the window and you'll hear it and you can look outside and you see the cloud of these people peeling out their fucking shitbox Hondas off the little side street. Nothing against Hondas. I love my Honda Civic, but these people... It's always a Honda. Yeah.
0: It's just like... It's always
2: some silver Honda.
0: <laughs> that's funny. I used to have a silver Honda, too. I miss that car. Me, too. <laughs> yeah. Until I got a... Mine was an 03. Of- what year was mine? I think, man, mine was like, an know, five. I don't remember. I didn't have it that long. I got high centered on a rock and I just kept driving. Oops. Yeah. But sold it for 800 bucks. But
2: hey, yeah. there you go. They hold yeah. their value.
0: Yeah. I remember I drove that across to Wyoming in December with one headlight and no windshield wipers in a snowstorm.
2: Jesus Christ. Uh, How do you live this one?
0: It's a good question, Will. Uh <laughs> dumb luck, I think. So yeah, I, I've definitely done some fucking trips. Jesus fucking Christ. But uh But uh but like Will said, uh yeah, you can follow our uh the third member of the Ring of Honor Triumvirate here, Brunden, uh as the Irish misfit on the Twitter. Um also on the show notes. Um but yeah, listen we do have an email and it is uh it's just Ring of Honor or Revelry at gmail.com, right? That's what I put? Correct. Okay.
2: R-O-H is capitalized, and so is the R in revelry.
0: Okay. I don't know if that makes a difference, but yeah.
2: I'm um, not positive it does either, but just in case, that's what it is.
0: Okay. Yeah, I will put a link for that. So, And we'll
2: have uh, And they'll be soon.
0: Yeah, we might have a Twitter by Real the end soon. of the week. Yeah, and a Facebook, so... Uh, Check out there and uh, send us your questions. I mean, don't be afraid. You know, I know Brundon's got the question dishonor, but, uh, you know, my, our boys. It, does, it doesn't
2: even have to be wrestling related.
0: No. You know, so, and I know I uh, T-Rob sent us a couple questions previously. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take them, so. But
2: we'll. we no. got
0: a pay-per-view here.
2: Border Wars. The pay-per-view, do you want to start with TV? Because TV was just Border Wars light. Uh, we'll do border wars first.
0: Um we'll do all the good stuff first. I mean, I gonna, are we
2: going to actually go through what TV was this week?
0: No. Um they didn't well,
2: even call it Road Rage.
0: <laughs> no, it was just three matches and um we'll get into that. But will uh, at this point, <laughs> um Nigel and uh, Kevin Kelly are still on the call, um from now. Uh but it's it yes. been you know when Jay Briscoe beat uh, Kevin Steen it had been 839 days since he'd been pinned. Obviously, he was gone from Ringer for nine of those months, but still. Um, and they hey, recap. So yeah, um, and then you know they recap Jay winning the belt. You know, um, I did get emotional um, for some odd reason this time. The whole Jay Briscoe thing really kind of hit me a little harder than I meant to, but. And then, obviously, Cole, Adam Cole, like, doing his rah-rah, I rah, want to shop, blah, 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 blah. You know, we've we've covered this already, I mean, probably three times. But, Will, the curtain jerker, I don't even want to call it a curtain jerker because that almost sounds like an insult. But the opening match, um, you had posted something on Twitter. We had referenced it earlier. Uh, but what was that tweet about, Will?
2: I tweeted that four gentlemen in this match CNC Wrestle Factory, Priest Coleman, Cedric Alexander, and ACH and Tadarius Thomas blew the doors off that venue in Toronto. Yes. Blew them clean off the. Hinge. Yeah. Uh, like they always it regardless. We knew exactly what we were going to get when this match started, but it. And we Even got it. when you know it's coming, even when you know it's coming, it's still like, damn. They. They did that for us, the fans. Yeah. On iPay-Per-View.
0: Um, you know, and, and not, to be, not to be this guy, but I, I mentioned it before, but I mean, and then you've got four great, amazing athletes, all people of color in the opening bout. So kudos to Ring of Honor to doing that, you know, get putting them in, in that spot. Um, But, and holy, f- obviously all four of these guys are fucking athletes. Um, and man, ACH is fucking over. Um. Which is good. And, you know, it sounds like they are really giving ACH uh, the rub here. Um, one thing about this, though, was, was the chance. The chance kind of got to me a little bit. Um, a We Want Tables match chant. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, even a blowhorn. Um, really, people. Um, but they did talk about Red Dragon not being in the building. Um you know, because they're a little irritated because Eddie Edwards is facing Ishimori. Um, I was wondering either that or does one of those two have passport problems? Um, obviously, it would be Kyle O'Reilly because Bobby Fish is in, in Japan all the time. Um, I don't know. But yeah, uh, back to the match. Fucking Cedric murdered ACH. Uh, ACH, you know, getting a little cocky here. know, um, at one point, Darius Thomas got the living snot beat out of him. You know, they did kind of double team up on here. <clears throat> um, I do kind of like, you know, ACH getting getting a little cocky here in the storyline. Uh, but at the end of the day, really, Caprice was the ring general in this match. Obviously, he's the more experienced out of the four. Um, but he really showed his brilliance in this match, not only athletically, but just you know, being the ring general that he is. And uh, at the end of the match, um, you know, Caprice does that no hands her Karana whatever you want to call it. And then, uh, Cedric comes in from that frog splash from the end, and uh, they pin for the win. So CNC Wrestle Factory gets the win, you know. And like Will talked about, um, go out of your way to find this match. If you've got Honor Club, pull up Border Wars 2013. Uh, if it's on you, you don't have Honor Club, it might be out on YouTube. Um, our coverage of it here.
2: Yeah, you you, you got to find it. Like I said, it's we Ring of Honor. Partially because of its roster size. Um, We see a lot of kind of similar matchups over and over again. So we've said this about a lot of matches, right? It's like, oh, you're going to get X and Y. You know what you're going to get. I mean, we knew what we were going to get out of this match, but it still felt like amazing how crisp everything was. Like just the level that all four of these guys are working on.
0: Yeah, it was...
2: uh... I think it was who... I want to say it was ACHD like some kind of like slingshot suplex thing where he like bounced him off the ropes and like, I mean everybody's flying off the ropes anyway. Like they're all immensely talented. It's ridiculous. And that that no hands head scissor. Money. Yeah. Straight then- out of straight out of two K. Fourteen. <laughs> like you um. can't believe it.
0: And Cedric does not get enough credit, man. His fucking frog splash.
2: Working thing overtime.
0: Thing of fucking... Be- I, mean, he, I mean, I really think he came from Detroit off that one. You know, flew over the lake into Toronto to land that fucking frog splash. It was um great opener. Kudos to all four of these guys.
2: Well, uh, and to me, because I just want to point this out, too, that Cedric Alexander, he's bulked up a little more now, but he was still, like, a thick guy. Like, he, he's muscular the fact that he's still like propelling like he can jump clear across to the other side of the ring like no sweat he's like i got this like away he goes um un-fucking-believable yeah yeah we tweeted about this we we tweeted about this caprice gave us some acknowledgement cedric alexander tweeted at us said hashtag cnc wrestle factory Loved it. So I'm mean, like, we're, we cracked the wall guys. Um, ne- next, next week, Cedric Alexander on this podcast,
0: you know, there, there's obviously an open invite, uh, for, for, I will offer obviously all four of these men. Um,
2: I'm, I'm going to make that, you know, Tedarius Thomas hasn't tweeted in. It's four been four years.
1: years. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll,
2: we'll snail, we'll send a ACH a letter in the mail. We'll have to send him in post.
0: Um, but we we do have an in with uh, with both of those guys, both of them uh, being a former AAW alum. Uh, so it'd be interesting. So, um, you know, and, and to bring it back to 2023, you know, ACH. Like I, I've said this once, and I'll say it again. You know, hopefully you come back. But if you don't, man, just best of luck. Thank you for everything. Um, I, t-
2: I was so disappointed with what happened with him in the WWE because I was so excited. To have ACH on my TV screen.
0: If you get a chance, um, there is a match. It's Trevor Lee, now known as Cameron Grimes, versus ACH. Uh, I want to say January 2019 for AAW. A sixty-minute fucking classic. Um, Cameron Grimes slash Trevor Lee is one of the mo- another underutilized person. I'm glad oh, he's, you
2: got- he's wildly entertaining.
0: Oh, correct. To my, my,
2: the moon. My favorite match of his was from PWG. He he had the the announcer announce him as Impact superstar. Yep. Trevor Lee and he wrestled Keith Lee. And he's like, let's just work this out. You know, we're we're brothers. We got the same name.
0: <laughs> um, and you look at you look at Trevor Lee slash Cameron Grimes, and you're like, what?
2: the Truck driver Kevin Garifo.
0: Yeah, it's like what? Okay, great. And then you see him go. It's like oh, oh. The, I mean, the, I mean, for the longest time, PWG their their header on head, high spots was uh was a picture of Trevor Lee foot stomping somebody.
2: The, the fact that he does that to do look, they look like whatever height, but the thing that he's doing that move, you guys who are like six five plus, and just like standing, it looks good.
0: Yeah, and uh. We'll talk more about foot stomps later in this episode. Will. I,
2: I I like that more than the like the coup de grace. Like that doesn't when like Finn Balor was was using that as his his finisher. I was kind of like ah, this isn't it doesn't really do it for me. That just feels kind of like a weak ass. Which I know it's not the different from doing like an elbow drop or like a splash. It's like in theory, it's like worse because it's like their entire body weight, but it's just like you can tell that he kind of lands a little short and he kind of starts like falling back a little. It's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't have that clean look. Yeah. Not like a, not like a Kyrie saying elbow drop. Cause I'll, I'll stand on that hill. I'll defend that pirate's honor.
0: Yeah. I don't know how anyone would not like Kyrie Sane's elbow drop. I'm just going to leave that comment right there. You know,
2: I, I can see why Matt doesn't like it.
0: Ooh, I wasn't going to mention any names, but you
2: know, Matt, Matt, doesn't shy away from things he said matt matt defends his positions i think he's argued it's because of the size like she doesn't look like she'd get that much like granted any person you know a cat 10 pound cat jumping off a counter jumping off your dresser and landing square in the chest you're gonna be like oh so you know a 100 pound person
0: and she gets up there i mean she gets the lever she
2: gets some crazy height but like she just doesn't look like She's got, like, spaghetti-looking arms. Like, it's like... (laughs) Like, So I get where Matt's coming from. He also just doesn't like Pirates. I don't know how he feels about the Pittsburgh Pirates, but I don't think he's terribly big on them either.
0: I like the Pittsburgh Pirates. Still my favorite baseball stadium I've ever been to.
2: First World Series, baby.
0: Yeah. So, wow, that's going way back. Nice pull there, Will. Uh, It was in my
2: AP U.S. history textbook. Remember, Remember it to this day. Oh, shit.
0: You did AP American History? I did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we had AP European History, and, you know, I blew five credits by not taking the final exam because I'm fucking stupid. But.
2: I did, uh, so fun fact, I did my junior year, I did AP U.S. History, and I did the AP uh, English class. I only passed one of those AP tests, and it wasn't the English class.
0: You fucked up AP English.
2: I got a two out of five because those those tests are scored out of five. Huh. So I got a three. Fun fact about well, got a three out of five for my AP US History, two out of five for my AP Comp and RET. but senior year Comp and Lit, we got a four out of five. Nice. I even sur- I even surprised the teacher. Told my dad. My dad works at the high school, and he told me, that he said, like, don't take this the wrong way." I'm surprised. I said, <laughs> me too.
0: <laughs> Your dad works at the high school?
2: My dad works at the the high school. My dad still works at the high school.
0: Nice. Um, all right.
2: Well, Factory uh, closed down. They gave him money to go to school and stuff, so he got certified to do IT stuff because he was already kind of interested in uh, computers and all that, so my dad works IT. Nice.
0: Living the dream, as the kids like to say
2: the The laptop that's uh they got kicked to the curb tonight is actually a donated laptop that was donated to the school from how many years ago did they think that thing's it, it's been put through its paces yeah I was I, looking at uh I was looking at the the new laptops today when I was in Walmart grabbing some new slacks and a new uh, cat scoop because I accidentally threw away my my litter box scoop. The last time I cleaned out the litter boxes. <laughs> well. So, yeah, my, my, I, I, I did stop in, like, with my cart, you know, with cat litter and a new scoop. I'm like, oh, look at these new laptops. Oh, which one would I... It's like, I don't know.
0: I like my new laptop. I just wish it was bigger. I wish, I mean... I, listen, it was, well, it was $700 more for the bigger laptop, but it was all the fancy, like, bigger... Like, if you'd have given me, like, the computer parts for this and a bigger computer, I would have been happy, but...
2: Right, gone are the days where things like the size of a small television, it has, yeah. like, the most basic running things, it's just got a big screen.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what my old laptop is. I mean, it's, a, it's an 06, and I've had it since 09.
2: Which, I mean... I could just get the cords and I could get a smaller laptop. Like, I'm using um, my wife's Chromebook. It's a nice size because, like, the other thing I usually use is more like a a netbook size. It's small. Yeah. So, I could get, like, the cords to hook up, like, an actual monitor to it, which probably, if I had the space to actually, like, set it up and it didn't have to, like, move, it'd be one thing, but.
0: Yeah, I thought I had an HDMI cord, but... Whatever, but will we do have some some Ring of Honor to talk about? We
2: digress,
0: as the kids like to say. But our next was scheduled a three uh, three way dance, uh, kind of a grudge match. But Mike Mondo's out with a uh, the training injury. So, Mondo's
2: out. He 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 came back from the knee.
1: Maybe not quite ready
2: What was a little too quick. He's he's back out for a bit. Yeah, we'll so, see. We get a rematch from TV.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, technically. um, But, man, I mean, one thing I do want to say, they did not have their mic wired right into their TV setup because you could not hear shit from Bobby (laughs) Cruz.
2: (coughs) Audio. It wasn't even Bobby Cruz, was it? Wasn't it?
0: No, it was Bobby Cruz.
2: Was it? I thought they said it was somebody else.
0: Yeah. At least I think so. Oh,
2: you know what it was? It's because it auto-played to uh, the, the next show after the event. And it opens with Kevin and Carino. It's like, oh, we're going to cut to the other guy. And it wasn't yeah. Bobby Cruz. That's what I was thinking of. My bad.
0: Um, but this is Roddy versus Bennett. Um, Let's announce the singles match. Um, a
2: victim a Target. Yeah,
0: but it's uh, Brutal Bob once again stuck at the border. I uh, can't come into good. the Canada. Uh but good. you
2: know, Nigel says good.
0: <laughs> you know who is not stuck at the border? Maria Canales. Um, and and they've got their matching uh, tiger stripe uniforms. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, it'd be Mike interesting. Bennett
2: looking, Mike Bennett looking a little swole. Got a haircut. Yeah. Um, He's growing the beard in.
0: You know, if you could swallow the host. Um, it would be interesting to see Maria's appearance on Celebrity Apprentice, but that's a conversation for another time. As, but...
2: I, as I remember correctly, she did good. Did she? Yes. Yeah. Nice. She didn't win, but I think she, uh, she lost in a while. Nice.
0: Um. Let's see here. I don't know. Oh, Nigel and Kevin Kelly just kind of drooling all over Maria and you know Kevin Kelly's talking about how he got a present for Nigel, and Maria's gonna do some some uh, work on on commentary. But we'll get to that. But uh, man, I mean, you got really two studs in this match, you know. And Roddy, they,
2: Roddy, Strong looks the same now as he did ten years ago.
0: Yeah. Um, so good, and I'm glad he's got a home. And I'm glad, hopefully, I might get to see him in person sometime soon. But I don't want to take because we know how my luck is.
2: Knock um, on wood.
0: Um, yeah, I do love the, you know, there's some funny little nuances in this match. Like the little things that Roddy does. Like he does the breakup and he kicks Bennett. You know, kicks away from him. A little shit like that I really enjoyed. Uh, these twos are, they're just studs. Um, You know. Oh, and then uh Ring of Honor likes to do, you know, this is you know, Mike Bennett is what Roddy Strong was five years ago, you know, kinda of looking for a home. They always like to do that, they do that later on in the show too, but um but Will, I know I talked about in the first match, um, uh, before and uh
2: chance, more CM Punk chance.
0: Well C M Punk chants were kinda of good, but a thing that it and really, uh, Mike
2: Mike Bennett is saying like here's your C M Punk or whatever.
0: Yeah, lean, leaning into it, but uh but, Freeds, man, you're people in the goddamn fucking air horns.
1: Why
2: were people not... Don't they know not... it's got to be the hockey horn or the devils? God <laughs>
0: Why were these people not getting punched in the fucking mouth? It was so fucking obnoxious.
2: Um, Would you have preferred it to be Vuvuzelos?
0: I, no, I... It, it just really took me out of it. Um, I don't know. but
2: What if they all had recorders instead?
0: No. No. You're, unless you're in Mexico, well, there's no reason to bring any kind of fucking instrument or any kind of noise maker to a goddamn show.
2: Grab his dick and twisted.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, as, as promised, uh, Kevin Kelly does get Maria on the bench and uh, Nigel. I don't know if he can get any more creepier. Yeah. Um, You know, I really wish, though, someday they would let Maria just, like, talk out of character and let her show. I mean, she's obviously fucking brilliant.
2: I mean, she does eventually.
0: Yeah. um, But hopefully sooner than later. Um, But. Oh, yeah. At the end of the match, my notes are really fucked up on this. I was even sober when I wrote this. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Basically, towards the end of the match, like I said, they they did have a great match. You know, it's a very Ring of Honor type match. Uh, but this time it's Cheeseburger's turn with the kiss, you know, to basically sexually assault Hated Maria. Hated it.
2: Hated it one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, uh, thought it James- was
2: thought it was funny at the premise of Cheeseburger calling her a cum dumpster. Because I'm sure the visual of that is kind of like the old Vine guy where he's like his hair, whack, his shoes, whack. All that, so because he's cheeseburger, but like the fact that he came out, it's like, is that what everybody's going to do? Is that like what every feud they're involved with is going to like play down to? It's like, they can do better, be better. Maria deserves better. They could have done better,
0: yeah. Uh, but obviously, Mike Bennett's not happy about cheeseburger, chases him around, uh, gets back in the ring, eats a sick kick for his trouble. Uh, Roddy gets the win. Which is good because Roddy's been on a little bit of a losing streak, uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, I really, really liked this match, um, and I was, you know, pleasantly surprised I got to watch it twice uh, this week. Yeah,
2: so, it was a, this was a fine match. I, you know,
0: minus the cheeseburger I th- I think, sexual assault,
2: minus the cheeseburger part. You know, I think this this benefited from being another singles match instead of a uh, triple threat. Yeah. Not and- not to not to take away from Mondo. He was our shining star for 2012,
0: but Mondo Mania might be kind of coming to an end here. But and I do want to clarify this. I mean, this is not a diss on Cheeseburger. Um, it's just, I mean, the, the writing. It's you yeah. Know.
2: The, we're we're not, we're not assuming this is CV's idea.
0: No, uh, but it's,
2: I, it's the same segment you've seen with Mondo and with like it's it's the same. Like it's literally the same. He runs out to ringside. He does the big old Hollywood Looney Tunes like, woo, 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 and he runs away. Yeah, Maria could easily power bomb Cheeseburger.
1: Yeah, and that, somebody if, if
2: she will. hit him with like a, an apron power bomb, that would been great.
0: Yeah. Um, real quick, this is a totally off topic, but not really. As uh, yes, Charlie Haas is the one that gave Cheeseburger Us that off name. Off topic. Never. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I texted you and Brundon listen after listening to the Jericho uh podcast. So it turns out that if I heard this correctly, Mark and Jay's first tag team match was against Charlie and Russ Haas. Rest in peace. So right? Jay yeah, so obviously these fuckers have been wrestling Jay Charlie Haas for since, I mean for fucking eternity. So yeah, I, for, I thought for, the, forever. Um you know, and well for six months last year it felt like forever. Uh, but real quick, we do get the uh, Steen losing uh, the title promo. It was just kind of a weird spot all to get to, to BJ Whitmer and Rhett. So, um,
2: yeah, I was kind of wondering where they were going with that. It's like, why are we getting this video package? Like, oh, they're going to the I Quit match. I thought it was a uh, little weird they were doing the I Quit match so early. Yeah, in the card, but we're we're gonna find out why.
0: Yeah, uh, but BJ versus I Quit. Obviously, their their breeds been been brewing since uh, Rhett went over the dark side in uh joined scum but surprise surprise will Steve Carino comes out with a microphone um although I do appreciate how good Carino, I may I may not like Carino's promos lately but his delivery is fucking spot on just super cool you know he doesn't get anxious when he needs to hands his pocket slow cadence uh Really good stuff like that, um, but for the match, so sinclair Clair's got a mic in his hand. I get it; it's an "I quit" match, but I guess they're doing the whole um, Tully Blanchard uh, Magnum TA, fucking "I quit." Yeah, say it in the microphone thing, but um, just seemed a little awkward. Um, yeah, but then, uh, but Nigel gets up off a of commentary and goes to the back to get back up, to get rid of Steve Carino. I'm like, really, Nigel? I mean, I know it's it's building up to something, but that was not delivered very well. So, um, you know, I know obviously Hell's got, you know, his, Nigel's got his health issues with the, the hepatitis and everything, but I don't know. Um, he was such a bad motherfucker. Um, but yeah, once again, you know, we get the, the We Want Tables chance. Um, what the fuck are we doing what, here?
2: I mean, in this match, you could have got tables.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could have, but I mean, I don't know. It just really bothered me. It, it bothered me more than the we are average chance in Milwaukee from Ring of Honor Authorized 2017. But, um, but at the end, uh, Rhett really did take it to, to, um, you know, he did really take it to BJ for the most part. Uh, so and it, obviously, you can't choke out your opponent because they literally have to say "I quit." So that was
2: kind they have of to say they quit.
0: Um, why wouldn't you just choke them out, beat them up, revive them, and slap them? But whatever. Um, uh, but Nigel does shout out that uh, BJ Whitmer started in Cincinnati. Uh, but real quick, I do want to shout out my good friends, Mr. Bretton Beaumont over to the Brainbuster Buster Boys. Uh, they recently had Aaron Williams over from that same uh, neck of the woods. So, but will uh, eventually these two beat each other up, and then the zip ties come out.
2: Yeah, uh, BJ, ooh, excuse me, BJ Whitmer zip ties Rhett Titus to the top rope. And uh, Titus er and uh, Whitmer grabs a chair. Yeah, Titus so he's, Titus starting to sweat a bit. This is this is not looking good, uh, um, the, for the young upstart in scum.
0: So, obviously, if BJ's bunching red in the face a bunch, blah, blah blah blah, you know, he won't quit, you know, he tells him to go fuck himself, the whole cane caboodle. This is the rare time, though, Will. I will admit that spitting actually made sense. Yes. Seven out of ten times I see someone spit on somebody, it irritates the living shit out of me. Yes, I'm talking to you, Sam Callahan. But this time it made sense. But what happened after that, Will?
2: Steve Carino gets in the ring, turns his back to B.J. Whitmer, and drops to his knees. And what does Whitmer do with the chair? Nothing, (laughs) because fucking Rhett Titus says, I quit. quit. And I tweeted about this too. I didn't tag anybody. Because I just said, what a crock of shit this is. Whitmer should have nailed both of them. Yeah. It would have been a golden opportunity. You got the win. He said, I quit. Bash Steve Acarino in the back of the head. Whip around. Smash Rhett Titus with the chair. Then you could have dealt with the two other fucking scum bozos running in the ring. But no, Whitmer just gets jumped.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's I don't Kelly. This shit I'd, is stupid. Uh, I understand what they're trying to go for, but it wasn't executed very well. Um, you know, Kevin Kelly, Nigel, like.
2: He didn't even, like, haul ju- off. He didn't even haul off for a swing. No. He wasn't even, like, mid-swing. It was like, right like oh, I'll quit, I'll quit. Yeah, he should be jumped out of scum for quitting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, that was probably by design, but I mean, Kevin Kelly and Nigel were on commentary like, oh, you'll undo all the good we're doing. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what you're gonna hit a guy with a chair? It happens, it's, it's th- pro wrestling. Um, but yeah, but then you know, like Will said, uh, they don't do it, Rhett quits, but then Rhett's still tied to the ropes, but I'll come Cliff Compton. And uh, Jimmy Jacobs. And uh, I was hoping, like I said, well, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to our our bonus episode, but my boys, uh, uh, Doc Simmons was talking, they actually had a seminar when uh, Jimmy Jacobs was in ICW after he left WWF. And uh, I was hoping that Dysfunction had a copy of that seminar, but alas, he did not. So, um, yeah, so it was a great seminar. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that one, but... Uh, but yeah, this kicks off our Ring of Honor versus Scum match. Uh obviously if Scum loses, Jimmy or Steve Carino is gone forever. Uh if they win, Steve Carino gets to be on commentary and also gets to pick a title shot for whoever he wants to.
2: Yep, um, one member of Scum will get a world title shot.
0: Boy, I wonder who that's gonna be. Um
2: it's gonna be Red Titus.
0: Totally Red Titus. It's gotta be. Uh but Jimmy Jacob shaved you know has a shaved head. Obviously, they start brawling right away. Like I mentioned before, I do like Cliff Compton's uh, Cliff Don't Surf shirt, Uh, the classic old Charlie Don't Surf. Um, Did you see that sign that someone had behind Steve Carino? It says Steve Carino ugly, and I don't know what the last letter was. It was a big obnoxious. Oh, it was a
2: a scum sign, Steve Carino. Um, You know, know, Steve Carino's not a bad-looking guy, No? he might be a little, but you know this. I'm over the scum shit, over it. Yeah, we still got like another year of this whole storyline to play out.
0: Ah, uh, I'm, I'm over it already. Yeah,
2: um, Compton
0: sells well. Um, you know, I loved Elgin launching him into the ring. Um, you know, Elgin does a 48 second delayed suplex. Uh, and then Lethal
2: he, gets in on it. Lethal, uh, yeah, suplexes the other fellow. They're both holding him up.
0: And I do love that uh, Elgin actually busted a couple swats this time when he was doing it. Um,
2: Strong motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Um, doing suplexes. Counting the room. I mean, my, man, my notes are all kind of fucked up.
2: See, that's what you get for taking notes.
0: Yeah, but basically... Uh, Elgin busting out a couple new moves. He did, like, this diving over the top rope thing. um, And then uh, Jay Lethal does his soaring, and, sc- and he scores, uh, but hurts himself well.
2: I, he does. He's down the knee.
0: Um, I didn't, I mean, because it's really hard to go back on this system. I didn't go back to see what happens. But, uh, um, but yeah, everyone's playing it off. Even Jacobs, you know, Jimmy Jacobs is there to, you know, play it off as real, blah, 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 blah. Uh, says something Karina wants the match called finally, uh, or wants the match called. Obviously he's like, Oh, Jay lethal can't continue. I mean, it makes sense. Steve cr- You know, but then finally Nigel grows a pair and he, uh, he buffs up on, uh, on Carino, kicks him out.
2: It's a little area.
0: Uh, that's later on.
2: Oh, that's later on. My bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, jump the gun a little. Yeah. You know, and like, so the a,
2: the match continues. Elgin, two on one.
0: Yeah, and uh, I don't care what J.J. Oak says. I mean, Michael Elgin is great in the ring. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs does that spear was thing. Was great in, in the ring. Uh, yeah, but Jimmy Jacobs tries to spear him. And Elgin catches him. Uh, flips that was him, great. Flips him into a fucking power bomb, or and he power
2: bombs a, him into the the other guy. Yeah, uh, and was that before or after the ridiculous? Samoan drop follow a slam.
0: That was, yeah, that was after, so yeah, I forgot about that.
2: That um, was. Elgin does the follow slam Samoan drop thing where he hits both guys, but he still gets enough torque on Jacobs that he actually, like, gets him over his head. And he, like, actually. You know, some people do the follow slam and, like, they land, like, just over the other guy's head. It's like, oh, that could have gone kind of shitty for you. Yeah. <laughs> but. Jacobs traveled some distance with that,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, and then it's pretty much downhill for uh, for Elgin after that. Uh, you know they double team him Jacob Jacobs does the old pitball piss, you know dog pissing on him thing., uh, but then here comes Kevin Steen to the rescue
2: <sighs> hmm. So Felt, this- uh, I, I told Tom I accidentally spoiled this for myself. Uh, a couple weeks ago, when I pulled up the match card. Because it listed Steen as a member of the match. It listed Elgin and Steen versus Scum.
0: And my other beef with this, though, is that, I mean, on TV for the past three weeks, they think Steen was going to be there anyways.
2: He was going to be there, he was going to be there, he was going to be there. Um, I you know. Like I told Tom, I would have preferred if Steen was brought out, if they had started this two-on-one, like, Lethal can't compete, or if, you know, it's before the bell starts, and they kind of, like, take out Lethal.
1: Yeah.
2: And then they have, like, well, who's the other partner gonna be? And then have, you know, do-do-do, do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> and have him just come out, the crowd would have gone nuts. But instead, uh, he just kind of comes out mid-match, and he goes on a little bit of a tear, but... End of the match, Tom... Jimmy Jacobs with a roll-up.
0: Yeah, I mean, Steen gets uh, Cliff Compton up in the package pile driver. Uh, but yeah, then Jacobs comes in just a r- simple roll-up, and uh, Scum
2: wins. So that means your new color commentator, Steve Carino! Um,
0: yeah, so now Steen's lost twice in two months, after not losing for well over two years. Um. <sighs> You know, I, I just don't get a uh, roll-up like that on the, on the fresh guy. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, but at the end of the match, uh, Steen and Elgin had a little bit of tension. So maybe we're going into a Steen-Elgin program again here. So
2: Hey, you know, the last time those two were in the ring together.
0: It's magic.
2: That was my match of the year. Yeah. I I, I favored Border Wars largely because of that match last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Border Wars was uh, Steen and uh, Richards.
2: Oh, that's right, he won it. Yeah, that's where Steen won it. My bad.
0: Yeah, uh, Steen and Elgin was the October show. Um,
2: was it Death Before Dishonor?
0: I think so. Yeah.
2: My bad. Um, My bad, y'all. Yeah, I don't we're we notes.
0: We're, we're Kevin Steen. Finally, yeah. uh, Kevin Steen finally actually had a match where it wasn't a schmazz. So, uh, but that then we go to in-
2: Avalanche yeah. package pile driver nonsense. <laughs> nobody should uh, take shit like that
0: <laughs> but uh then we go to intermission
2: we do and uh but and we actually get an intermission they don't just cut to the, the next match we get a uh, we get some retro footage
0: El Generico versus Ishimori from a match in Japan in 2009 it's uh,
2: in Japan but it's on a ring of honor ring
0: yeah so that was cool um
2: Ishimori, so I mean, in like the yellow, the kind of like reminiscent, of like a Bruce, made me think of like Bruce Lee.
0: Yeah. Now, do you know much about Ishimori? I, I am space like, I thought I did, but no. This might be my first real exposure to him.
2: He, I know the name. He's Bone Soldier. He is always uh. kind of floating. He's always kind of floating around. That that uh, he had the junior heavyweight title for a long, long stretch last year.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: I, um, yeah, I I think the thing that kind of ties into this is I was a Bone Soldier fan, but I didn't realize how long he had been wrestling. Oh, too? They wrestling said. a long time.
0: But, man, this motherfucker's a goddamn ninja. Holy shit.
2: He, oh, is, he is so good.
0: Yeah. So good. Um, wow. Wow. I uh, I'm really embarrassed. I forgot he was Bone Soldier. That's really embarrassing. Sorry. You you, um, you have
2: to dig through the New Japan archives. There's so many good matches.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, this nasty. Uh, he pulls out that nasty backpack DDT. Uh, but he finished with a lethal injection into a 360 elbow. I it, it, yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? So, uh, f- yeah, fun intermission. But then. Uh, they pull out a Michael Shane versus Paul London match from 0-2.
2: Yeah, Michael um, Shane. You got It's two first names.
0: <laughs> you can't trust a guy with two first names. Obviously, you know, Michael Shane. He's no rookie do, lobby. No, didn't do much afterwards. Um, but goddamn fucking Paul London hit that shooting star press after a 15-foot ladder that was not very sturdy. Um, But, yeah, that was a, a fun match to watch. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Will, so obviously you're intrigued by these matches at intermission, huh?
2: I was. I the idea of Eddie Edwards doesn't do anything for me, but the idea of seeing Taiji Shimori, your your Noah, junior champion, very excited. And uh, Paul London, yeah, to me he was the guy who tagged with uh, Brian Kendrick. Yeah, I didn't realize he had. I mean, obviously, I learned that later. But to know that he was so prominent in Ring of Honor, like he was such a such a mainstay. Was such only a, for,
0: yeah. And it sounds like it was only for like really the better part of maybe a year. They said he'd been gone for nine, nine, ten years at this point. So. And then what was yeah, his, What what
2: what do you call it in the promo after the match? She after the match with the Richards today it was in like the twilight like zone. The, the twilight zone.
0: Yeah, um, and what character was he in, in Lucha Underground?
2: He was the White Rabbit.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't think we've gotten that far yet. So I miss Lucha Underground.
2: All right, Ken, Carrying Cross. I, I want to say PJ Black. I want to say was part of that group too.
0: Oh shit! Really? Yeah, Carrying Cross is in Lucha Underground, huh?
2: Yeah. Oh, huh. interesting. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, after that, though, Will, uh, we do come out of intermission. And, uh, Intermission's God's
2: over, and we, yeah, God's gift. QT Marshall and
0: uh RD Barrister. Evans. Yeah, that fucking mustache. they it. Ca-
2: they're calling out, not the tag champs, Red Dragon. They're calling out Joe Coff and all the bigwigs saying, look, your world tag champs can't make it here. Yeah. So they're like, We should be new tag team champions.
0: And of course, you know, R D does a classic messing up Town Quang Montreal or uh, Toronto, Montreal. Um, and somebody hit pegged fucking Q T the streamer right in this fucking dome. That was a great shot. Uh, but then will the lights the will the lights start flickering?
2: Right. They they start flickering, they're they're going on and on. Q T kinda notices like the flickering, it's like, oh, that's kinda weird.
0: There's an annoying beep sign.
2: Yep, there's, there's beeping, lights go off. It's not Taz.
0: Well, the Sicilian is, psychopath did pop up on the screen. It did. Their little, little, little monitor. Um, and uh, but Champa's back in the Tommaso flesh.
2: also Champa comes out. He's got the, the sick new theme song. He comes um, out. He he poses on the ramp.
0: Like, you uh, you talked or, like in pre-production how this, you thought this was definitely kind of a... Which it def- definitely felt like a time filler. It
2: felt like a filler. Only, like... And I would have been more forgiving this if it was on, like, an episode of TV. Yeah. But they bring him out. He poses on the ramp. He runs to the ring. The heels run off. And then he just goes back to the ramp and poses again. And then leaves. That gave us nothing
0: yeah i although i mean I do totally agree with you on that point but I do like the new theme song and i do like the new gimmick-ish um
2: yeah we need more into like the sicilian psychopath, was the dominant male
0: yeah um you know hopefully Ciampa does you know has a good run with this but uh I still gotta find that podcast he did with Lillian because he really talked about his time in ring of honor
2: um cause there's also, a lot. happy happy belated birthday to monster he had his birthday uh was a couple of days ago oh shit Yeah. How old is he? He's also from my neck of the woods. Good old Massachusetts boy. Well,
0: that's funny because he married somebody from Milwaukee.
2: Milwaukee.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, her parents got a nice Greek restaurant here in Milwaukee. Got to stop in there with uh, sunshine here one of these days. So, Um, yeah, while Will's looking up to confirm Tommaso Ciampa's age in real life, uh, we get Carino uh, and his new job as next at TV uh, but he says he's got some other stuff to do. Um, you know, so he, he leaves the the plan right there. But uh, oh yeah, but he says he uh his breast stings because he backs up what he says.
1: I thought that was
0: an awkward line, but uh, but uh, next, you know, listed uh, we talked about earlier, Eddie Edwards versus Ishimori. Um, and shout out to um, lol, Mike Peterson. Uh, Will's Tribal Chief. Uh, thanks again for coming out, but uh, Eddie Edwards is rocking the Boston Strong shirt, like we talked about on that episode, you know, like how it was yeah, and they, early uh, after. They
2: did, they did acknowledge the, the marathon um, model.
0: So that was a, a nice touch and everything, so. Um, but do you have an age, age force, Will? I'm guessing 39.
2: I don't know if the posts i had seen had he He's not that old. He's not as old as you'd think he is by kind of looking at him, because he has that kind of grizzled uh, look to him.
0: But trained by Killer Kowalski, right?
2: Yeah, he is Tom. He is 38.
0: Oh, I was close.
2: You were extremely close.
0: So, um... And is he hurt still? Oh, that's, 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 my, that's what my notes been. No, is he-,
2: he. I think they're gearing for him to come back. Good. Because Johnny Gargano had, had said something on Raw about how he'll be back soon. Okay, good. And how every, like, kind of the, the pseudo-way reunion is like, ooh, and Candice was kind of like, uh
0: <laughs> I love Candice LeRae. She's one of my favorites. Um. I know I've talked about it before, but maybe we should do a watch no we shouldn't do a watch along that match, but that P W G match with her and uh Joey Ryan versus
2: the Young Books. Oh the the Lego super kicks and Yeah. Important that like that is a that is like I I consider that an essential match.
0: Yeah. That is um like I mean you talk about obviously in WWE you know the women's revolution and all that happy horse shit but uh that's really probably where it started
2: like if you were to make like a greatest hits of PWG like that would have to be included
0: yeah um yeah Candice definitely you know, Joey Ryan
2: aside i mean Joey Ryan Candice were very important to PWG the bucks are obviously very important to PWG and their their match was unbelievable
0: I mean, Candice Lerae is, I believe, the only she, she female. She bled
2: all over the place.
0: I think she's the only female competitor to compete in BOLA, I think, I could be wrong about that. Um, no, I
2: think you're right about that. Um, For the longest time, she was the only woman who was in it at all.
0: Yeah. Um. So shots, Ken. I still have my Lerae. Uh. I've got a really cool Candice Lerae t-shirt. But it's an uh. Um.
2: Slayer. Is it a Slayer one?
0: Yep, I've got it.
2: I I looked at that at, on Pro Wrestling TV so much, and I, I never bit the bullet and got it.
0: Yep, the, that's gonna be an airtight one. That's one of those shirts. Um, yeah. It's
2: like I haven't I haven't chilled out and gotten the Lupisto one because I think Lupisto has a Slayer mock-up one.
0: Slayer, I love Slayer. Um, but did we you, do... old...
2: you you didn't respond. But what did you oh. think of that thing I sent you on Instagram? Of oh, the, the the Taco Bell rant. That
0: was <laughs> that over guy was,
2: institutionalized.
0: That guy was really angry. That was hilarious. Um, about I just wanted not,
2: Pepsi. I just wanted Pepsi. She would give it to me. I'm not crazy.
0: Yeah, I thought he was like, yeah, goddamn those Mexican peas. You know, I'm not. I don't want to eat that in my car because it smells like shit, but it tastes so good. Yeah, I'm not good at Instagram, so
2: it's all right. We'll, well, we'll get there. Uh, the revelry it has, it has many many faces. That's true.
0: Um, but I think we mentioned at the time Ishimori is uh, the NOAA um, Junior heavy yeah, Heavyweight he's Champion. the
2: G. What do they call it? The GHC uh, Junior Heavyweight yeah. Champion, uh,
0: which, which they Eddie... play
2: up on. Common. Yep. Sorry, it was you're saying? Yeah. Uh, they played up. Eddie Edwards has not won that belt yet.
0: Yeah, and he's battled Ishimori twice for it. Um, so, but god damn, he, he's fucking ripped and quick. Um, enjoyed this one he thing. Still and, is. Yeah, I need. Yeah, I need... crazy. Because I'm pretty sure Bone Shoulder was at, um, Forbidden Door. Um, well, I think he was in a six-man, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, I do enjoy the Rey Mysterio comparisons here. Very apropos, considering he busted out, like, a wicked 619. Um... You know, the one thing is where Eddie Edwards kind of standing for that moonsault on the outside. I'm like, you know, Shining Wizard's Tony would have lost his shit if you saw that. But
2: he busted out that the uh, the the evasive maneuver when he goes for the dive. Edwards moves so he just like swings himself around on the ropes and is like just back in the ring. Yep. Um, I was hyped for this. I'm a big again. I don't know a lot of the history because I don't go back and watch stuff. But... Right. Currently, not a big bullet club guy, big bone soldier guy.
0: Yeah. So good. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I I need to dig into that, but uh, but yeah, that fucking handstand double stomp thing, dude, he caught all that one. Um, Some awesome Kobayashi chops. um, And Kevin Kelly says Ishimori's got more definition than a dictionary. (laughs)
2: Yes, oh, Kevin I like that.
0: Um,
2: and this wasn't a bad match. Like, I – once we got to this, like, halfway point, I did feel like, kind of like my interest kind of started to wane a little bit. And not because these matches weren't good. But they just that, didn't really feel like there was stakes. Now, you
0: watched this all the way through, huh?
2: One sitting. Watched it all the way through, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. See, I, yeah, because I kind of broke it up in two and a half-ish. Yeah, I could. Definitely-
2: I, I think it's just the things that led up to it. Like if this was earlier, if this was before, um, like the I Quit match and then Scar. the compa thing, I might have been a little more invested in it because I would have been a little more gung ho. But after the I Quit match and all that stuff happened, I was kind of like, eh, kind of starting to lose me on this Border Wars thing, guys.
0: Yeah. Um. Some nasty fucking kicks. Uh, there's a huracano where Eddie Edwards almost breaks his neck. Oh, yeah. Um, there,
2: there's plenty of soaring and scoring in this match.
0: Yeah, but after a few nasty, nasty, nasty power bombs, um, Edwards gets what's called the diehard driver, uh, the cross, the power bomb cross pin uh, for the win. So Eddie Edwards yeah. finally beats. Where, him.
2: Where, where was that move? Where, where's that move, then
0: Right. Um, so we'll see if Edwards is going to travel to Japan, but uh, afterwards, I obviously, get a coat of honor. You know, it and, was, uh, like,
2: they they mentioned that because um, Ishimori's got a photographer at ringside, who's also his translator. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Eddie Edwards says post match, like, I'm coming for that. Which I mean, we know that he's been kind of he's going to go back to know Anyway, right? Because we have that story with Bobby Fish too, like. Yeah, gonna go back to Noah, and uh, you know we're gonna make buckets of money.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I really enjoyed the match, but I had watched this kind of like in bits. Um, definitely kind of, and then we kind of. I
2: I might go back and watch this again just because I am an Ishimori Mark.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, we're what and, the fuck I was and like I
2: said that that diehard driver at the end was like a, that was a goddamn.
0: Thing beauty. Yeah, why don't you use that all the goddamn time? Because it makes... Like, I, I would have been
2: di- would disappointed if he kicked out of that. I was like, damn, that's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but then, Will, our next match for the TV title. Matt Taven versus Mark Briscoe. Um, match is actually pretty good. But goddamn, the fucking promo. So, Truth's like, love, pain, and hoopla. Uh, when he says the word pain, he grabs Charlotte by the hair and... Gra- <sighs> but Mark Briscoe is gonna stay away from the hoople ho- uh the hoople Head Hotties, because uh, he already caught something from a tractor. Um, but you don't he doesn't worry about
1: that.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but like Will said, you know, Mark Briscoe does say he's got a face for TV. You know, and he is correct. Uh, Mark is a national treasure. Um, you know, as it's our weekly Mark Briscoe's national treasure shout out. But uh, you know, the other, the other hottie, a bit awkward. Um,
2: then Nigel says, well, and the, "Well, the comments are like, oh, it's a whole. Lot. She she trained at trains at the same gym as Michael Elgin. Elgin,
0: and I was like, oh, Jesus. Um,
2: like they made her sound like I don't know. Like it, didn't love it. Didn't love the commentary commenting on yeah this other this other lady because it's like
0: and I couldn't figure out who she was. That's not Maria, I, Manick, is it?"
2: I don't know. You, 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 Tom. You expected me to look into this more.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, you, no. you never know. I was just like, I'm like, it's not Manny Leone, so I wonder if she. I, I don't know.
2: No, but, definitely not Manny. Well,
0: yeah. Mark dominates early. Uh, um, yeah, and then uh, you know, Taven says get uh, get him off, and then Nigel's like, yeah, he probably said that earlier in the night. I'm like, more awkwardness. Um, then, obviously, Truth and Scarlet pull the double team, distracting Turner, uh, not, knocking Mark off the rope. Uh, Taven attacks the arm early, uh, but then Mark goes for the froggy bow, and uh, Taven blocks it with, you know, entering that said elbow. I do like to, to the storytelling there. Um, and then Taven does that root, uh, tries going for that move off the top or off the ropes. Um, and the crowd lets him have it because he fucked it up. Very loud. Now, this chant was appropriate. Um, a very good, you fucked up chant. Um, but then at the end of the match, uh, Martini storms into the ring. Uh, one of the best or worst sell jobs I've ever seen in my life. Oh,
2: where he goes to he swings for the book of truth and just like, it just flies runs across ra- the ring.
0: <laughs> I had said that was pretty good. Uh, but Scarlett he does trick. Was
2: out of the ring as fast as he got in it. Yeah, it's like his feet didn't even touch the ground.
0: Um, but then we have a little attitude era where the the hotties start making out and Paul Turner's uh you know distracted. But Mark ain't having none of it, Will. You
2: know, Mark is like, What the hell is this?
0: Yeah, so he pulls the old Kung Fu on him. Uh, but you know, he gets distracted, but Taven gets to roll up with a handful of tights, so we get Matt Taven for the win. Uh but Mark does get truth. Uh, you know, does the Kung Fu uh redneck kung fu and truth knocks him out, and then uh the other Whoopalhead Hottie carries Truth Martini out of the ring. Yeah, so she's obviously very strong. So
2: Yep, and Nigel says, like, oh, that's a whole lot of women there or something like that. Like, oh. Yeah. I don't like Nigel.
0: <laughs> no. Um. Well, Will, we've got two more matches. Um, I was thinking maybe we take a quick break here, plug all our friends, and then we'll uh, wrap up these two matches. Sure thing. All right, high-fivers, enjoy this commercial. Make sure you enjoy all the other great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network, uh, but we will see you in about five The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform,
2: follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod, and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder, because if you don't find us, we
1: will find you. What's up everyone, when on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast,
2: or playing in punk bands,
1: or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling because we're from winnipeg you idiots you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Well, welcome back,
0: high-fivers. So, yeah, uh, thanks. make sure you check out all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. But uh, also, uh, like Will had mentioned in pre-production, uh, we do have to shout out our brethren uh, of Visionaries Global Media, obviously, where we first started. Uh, so shout out to, obviously, Chad and Diesel over at VTR uh, 2.0. Uh, Brad Beaumont over at the Brain Buster Boys. We're just live today with a little bit of backlash coverage. Uh, and also, there's uh, their, their um, story with Vince uh, is back. And I do want to show them real quick uh, because Chad and Diesel uh, were reprising their role as Vince McMahon and uh, Diesel as Triple H. However, they did have um, Duke on from Duke and Rogue as Nick Khan and J.J. Rogue as uh, Shane McMahon. So we got a little uh VGM uh Shining Wizard synergy going on there in the brain bus. I'm liking,
2: I'm, liking, I'm liking this camaraderie. Um it's all yeah. you you Midwest folks.
0: Yeah, that, that's how that's how we get down. So and obviously Matt and Graham. Uh Matt, I don't know if I congratulated you on your wedding uh on this show yet or not, but obviously congratulations to Matt and Chris uh to their wedding there. And uh um Graham, thank you for everything. Uh bu- or, uh band from ringside. You know, Bill, JCB, and uh, Zach over there, and then uh, Chris Talks Games. I don't listen quite often, but – and Dungeons & Junkies for all you Dungeons and – Matt and – or, yeah, Matt and Chad and a couple other people do a great Dungeons & Junkies. They are in the middle of a new campaign right now. Uh, So for all you uh, Dungeons & Junkies fans, check that out. Uh, Yeah, check out all the great shows on Visionaries Globe Media. Check out all the great shows on the Shining Wizards Network. But will we've got two more matches to cover here from Border War.
2: Oh, that's my cue. Also, don't forget to check out the best pro wrestling retrospective podcast on the Wizards Network. Us, you're already doing it. You guys are A plus. Uh, leave us an A plus. Go yeah. go to whatever aggregate you use, and <laughs> I don't know if you're if you're listening to a song. I don't know. We don't have like our own feed, so I guess just go to the comment section and just be like, damn, these guys are great.
0: They are awesome. Everybody should listen. Um, and also we do want to shout out, uh, Mr. E- Eric Freeds, uh, very good, pretty much the fourth member of this show. Uh, he did get his copy of do a power bomb before I did. So that probably makes him more of an official member of the podcast than me. But, uh, he has been doing a couple shows. I need to catch up on the latest one with, uh, LL Mike Peterson. But look out for, uh, Your boy, High Five Tom and Will, we will probably both be making separate appearances on said show here uh, soon. So it's just on Podbean right now, I believe. But uh, once Eric gets out there, but uh, I'll put the link in here for everybody. But, yeah, make sure you guys enjoy that, too. Um, Any other shout outs you got there, Will?
2: No. Okay.
0: Yeah, and uh, make sure you check out the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup too. Uh, Ref Jerry will be back on on uh, the coming weeks here. So, but we got two more matches from Border War here. Will.
2: actually, you know, you know, I will, I will shout somebody out. Not for a particular reason. I just want to shout out Kate the Great.
0: And her podcast lives
2: up to her nickname.
0: Yeah.
2: Hey, you know, she when you know whenever people say it's never too late to pursue the dream, right? Kate pretty much makes a living quote unquote, you know, Kate off doing wrestling podcasts. Kate Fade. Kate Fade. Miss Kate Fade. You know, she she didn't get into wrestling until two thousand nine. And now the brunt of her work is all pro wrestling stuff. Yeah. So it's never too late. And if you really, really like something Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. And she's it. just great.
0: Yeah. Um, I have hung out with Kate in real life a couple times, so I can attest to this. So, um, but yeah, thanks to everybody uh, that makes this possible. Everybody that listens, everyone that shares. Um, make sure you're following UTT Rob over at the, you know, if just, if nothing else, just for his daily tank Abbott t- tweets, fucking rule ass. So we're gonna get Rob on here in some kind of.
2: I'm, See, I'm more just- of re- more of a ga- I'm more of, I'm more of the Gator Golf kind of guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, all right, but we got two more matches. Originally, this was supposed to be Davy Richards uh, versus Marifuji, Uh but obviously Marafuji. Well, I don't want to say obviously, uh, but Marafuji got he, hurt. Uh,
2: yeah, had a leg injury or something at a recent show, so he was not clear uh, to travel and compete.
0: Uh, But in his place, um, now you knew Paul London was going to be in this spot, right? You When you checked ahead? Yes. Okay.
2: So that was the other thing that was kind of spoiled when we went over the match card. Uh, The first one that said Scum versus Steen and Michael Elgin. It's like, oh, that's interesting. And then the fact it said Davey Richards against Paul London. It's like, oh, no Marafuji. Um, I know nothing about Marafuji, so it's like, oh. We'll see Paul London.
0: Yeah, and uh, he's after nine years of being in the Twilight Zone. uh, That's a little foreshadowing. Paul London is back in Ring of Honor. He is a a Ring of Honor OG. I personally do not know much about Paul London's Ring of Honor career, uh, but obviously Nigel was talking him up big time, and uh, that's big praise coming from uh, Nigel. But he is a former WWE Tag Team Champion, correct, Will, on SmackDown, you said? Yes. Uh, he was the White Rabbit in Lucha Underground. Yes. Um, and he's tag team. He was tag teamed up with a, the Brian Kendrick. I am a fan of Brian Kendrick. Um, yes, he did make some rather inflammatory remarks. Um, I think he was just fucking Strange. with people. Um, you know. So unfortunately, he did not get his AEW uh debut like he was supposed to. But um, it is what it is. But these two. Great, obviously, both great technicians, and Paul London really kind of works with Davy's style because uh, Davey really pulled out some pretty awesome moves here. Um,
1: that he Again, did was just
2: too- wasn't a bad match, but I no, there, there was no stakes. Like this this was this had even less stakes than the Eddie Edwards Ishimori right. match because at least that has like the the international. Eddie Edwards wants that GHC title.
0: Yeah, um, you know, obviously, you know, he got an injury, so I mean, you're just you're you're getting a replacement, and uh, Davy Richards um, did kind of lean into that a little bit, um, but he was doing that that uh, he had him in that knuckle lock thing, and then he had him in a fucking back stretch somehow. I don't even know how to explain it, but that was fucking sick. Um, but yeah, even that. Listen, right before Kevin Kelly had mentioned it, but Paul London was sweating his fucking Balls off!
2: Well, they uh, said that room gets hot because it's a, it's a they normally have hockey there, so there's no air conditioning.
0: Well, which doesn't make any sense. How do you not have air conditioning in a hockey rink?
2: I don't totally know how it works because I don't understand how they do hockey outside, at, like Fenway. But apparently they do it. I think to chill it from below.
0: Yeah, but still, I mean, you want to keep the you know cool. Just, inter- I mean,
2: when you're in the stands at a hockey rink, it's not like cold. Right. Like it's cool, but it's not cold.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. And you know, I just thought that was. I don't one.
2: know how hockey rinks work.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, David Richards is not popular in Canada. Um, he definitely plays up no. the, the American part of the American Wolves, um, as demonstrated in a fabulous watch along that we did uh, last week. Um, so maybe if you haven't checked it out, I definitely recommend it with our boys' country air. Um, Will was. Absolutely.
2: I wasn't there. I, I, I wasn't there, so it's a great episode.
0: Will's talking out of his ass again. So
2: that's... I was, you know, fun fact. I that day, I was out of bed for maybe six hours in that twenty-four hours from midnight to the next midnight. Oh shit! I was I was like I got up, was brought like my mother-in-law to work, brought brought Brittany lunch, and then the. The twenty-minute drive between where she works to come back home, I was like nodding off in the car. Got home for four hours, got up, met Brittany for we got our ice cream, grabbed dinner. Started feeling super tired again, so I was a uh, I was in bed around seven, <laughs> and I stayed in bed until eight the next day. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Will, no matter what you say, you were missed. I,
2: I, I, as I said on Facebook, I was literally sleeping my life away. <laughs>
0: um, if you get a chance to actually watch that match, it was really fucking good. Um, I was shocked. I just go. I literally just googled American Wolves YouTube, and that match popped up, and it delivered. It was spectacular. Um, but yeah, and it was weird, yeah, because like the last half an hour of recording with Mike last week. I got super sick, too. Like, I was getting the chills. Like, I went to bed, and I was fucking shivering my ass off. So, I don't know how we keep oh, getting damn. each
2: other... I, uh... I didn't... Have anything I just felt, like, Lethargic. inexplicably tired. Like, I just could not... I could not shake it. Lethargic? Like, I didn't... You know, what's? You know, a lot of people said, you know, like, you know, you... You... It's... That was probably my body being, like, you're we're going to cool your
1: jets
2: (laughs) and settle down because I, I'd picked up a lot of hours like that week. I said, I just couldn't shake it. Like couldn't.
0: Well, I'm glad you listened to your body. Will. so, but listen, you were, you were missed. Um, but back to this match, uh, there was a, a sweet head scissors from the outside. Um, And then uh, they were running the ropes, and Davey tripped, and the crowd let him know, and he was not happy about it. Um, He's like, I didn't fuck up. Dude's a perfectionist. He's
2: such a perfectionist. He's he's so good in the ring that probably tripping probably is so... It'd be embarrassing for anybody. But somebody who competes at that level, that probably was infuriating.
0: Yeah, and he was furious, and the crowd let him know. Um, I don't think that was a gimmick. So, uh, but more crazy submissions. Uh, but he even does, um, you know, the the Indian lock. But he starts pulling out the ravishing Rick Rude. Little out of character for David Richards there, so that was weird. Um. Yeah, and then I do like uh, London gets the leg lock uh, from the outside into a tombstone. Uh, which gets reversed into London getting a tombstone. And then uh, London climbs into the ring at 19. Uh, well, why the fuck more people don't do this? I don't know. Uh, but Davy does a smart thing and does a baseball slide and knocks him out of the ring again. I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah. It just makes sense. But he did knock him out of the ring. He knocked him onto the apron wheel. And uh, what happened after that?
2: If I recollect correctly. Yeah. And I'm not lie, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention because like I said I try to make this as much as like an initial viewing as possible and how how am I like kind of raw thoughts about it. Apparently Richards did a double foot stomp onto London on the apron, and apparently it was a bit gnarly. He hit him in the face. In the in your face. He
0: double stomped. His fucking face. Um,
2: Throw it back to some, talk about some early 2000s WWE storyline where Billy Kidman wrecked Shannon Moore because he did the Shooting Star Press. Yeah. And he came down in the knee drop on, on Shannon Moore's head. Oof. And then they went into the storyline where he didn't hit Billy Kidman because he didn't want to do the Shooting Star Press.
0: Yeah. Um, it was pretty nice. Yeah, that. oof. I actually went back and rewatched, and they, they highlight, yeah, he, I mean, he knocked him the fuck out. Um, and then the Carl starts chanting, You killed Paul. Kind of joking, thinking, you know, that was like, you know, gimmick, but because uh, they, they stopped the match for a little while, and you could see Davey talking to him and Paul Turner. It was, you know. Um, but that, I mean, when you're that sweaty, why are you doing shit off top rope? And that's going to come into play later, too.
2: Yeah, Matt Sido.
0: Um, yeah, but then, uh, London power bombs Richards, but, uh, Richard's kind of no sells it. London goes for the shooting star. Richards gets his knees up. London lands awkward again. Um, and Richard gets the pin on him. So, um, Paul London for his first match. But I mean, he did have a little bit of wrong ring rust for sure. Uh, took a whooping here. You know, I mean, there's no way he didn't yeah. have, a, he was probably out for 30 seconds. You say.
2: I mean, man, it feels like an eternity. It feels like an eternity when you're when it's in the context of like a resume match. Like, I didn't, I didn't love this show. And like I said, you know, if match card was arranged differently, maybe I would have watched this a little more favorably. But I mean, it was a treat just for the Paul London aspect. Like I said, you know, compared to like what I knew Paul London for as opposed to like what Paul London could have been doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's cool to see him, you know, off, off the leash here a little bit. So, um, but then, you know, surprise, surprise, Davey Richards gets the mic. Um, he says, I'm super serious in the ring, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but he puts Paul on it over, um, you know, and he says he wouldn't be here, you know, ring of honor wouldn't be what it is without him. Shakes his hand. Um, you know, and he wants to cheer the crowd, cheer London. And then, uh, you know, London says the honors all mine. He brings Stevie back in the rain. They have a love fest. So, um, yeah, all in all, as I said, I mean, as a weird spot. I, it seems like the building just got hotter because they were both. Obviously, they're very intense, but they were sweating their balls off. But I'm going to pull London and didn't die. Uh, but before going to our main event, Will, you got any other further comments on this? Nope. All right, right, four, the main event of the evening, uh, Jay Briscoe's first title defense against Adam Cole.
2: Um, you
0: know, and we recap how we get there, you know, when Adam Cole, you know, mistakenly super kicked Jay Briscoe, and then he got speared by rhino, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and once again, uh, got a little emotional. I'm getting a little emotional now. Um, You know, obviously, Jay, we miss you. Thank you for everything. Uh, but the beginning of the match, I mean, these two really fucking like put on a, like a, a wrestling clinic. Y- you forget sometimes with all the pretty boy antics and everything. Adam Cole could fucking wrestle. Um, and I obviously- was well, they, they
2: they mentioned that too with for Jay about how you can't take anything away from the Briscoes as tag team wrestlers, but how they both you know Mark miss Mark missed out on getting singles gold but this first defense is very important for jay cuz if jay loses does he look like a flu champion
0: yeah um and and we said it, uh, you know a billion times on on this podcast but um take you know away the first looks they're fucking pure fucking athletes that's the bottom line and uh definitely show up but, and then uh Jay starts putting a whooping on Cole, you know, and obviously we know Adam Cole's tough as fucking snot, you know, that, that match he had with Kyle O'Reilly last June. Uh, but you know, Jay hits a uh hits him with an elbow in or the the uppercut and even Nigel goes woof on commentary. You know it's bad when Nigel's saying that, so um you know, and one thing I always loved about Jay is he works stiff, obviously. Uh but when someone works stiff back at him, he's all for it. He's not that asshole. He's like I'll punch yeah. you, but I'll allow uh, the Undertaker. Um, you know. Oh wait, did I say that? Um, you know. But he gets his receipts and enjoys it. Um, you know. Adam Cole does get a vicious figure four on the on the pole. Um, then they go to the top rope, like we talked about. I'm like,
2: right. And commentary questions that too. It's like he's he's still fixing the figure four. It's like he already has an injured shoulder. So why isn't? Cole focusing his attack on that inner shoulder.
0: Um, but, yeah, they go up and, uh, you know, if we're fucking lucky, Jay didn't break his fucking neck because he doesn't get all the way over on this one. Um, And then uh, Adam Cole hits the Florida Key, but, Will, he finally, finally, somebody kicked out of the Florida Key.
2: I, I didn't think he lost here, but I did panic a little when I saw the Florida Keys. I'm like, oh, man, is this it?
0: No one ever kicks out of that. Uh, but then uh, Cole gets the figure four back on Jay. Uh, Jay breaks it up. And then Steve Carino comes out. He offers Cole a scum t-shirt. Uh, Nigel takes off his jacket. Um, you know, and you have to remember, you know, he is a wrestler and uh, he beats up Carino. And then Jay, uh, Jay hits Jay Jordan for the winner. Uh, Jay grabs the sheet, uh, the shirt, the scum shirt. Uh, Cole says no. Uh, they do the code of honor. Uh, but jay turns around will and uh Adam Cole almost gives him a super kick when he's not looking so a sign of things to come um yeah basically Carino comes out does the carino things uh you know Nigel you know finally grows a sack and kicks him out and finally gets physical you know so uh we'll see who uh scum's next uh, point or uh who Jay's next opponent will be from scum I have a, a feeling who we are. Um but Will before we jump into our uh, forty eight second review of Ring of Honor TV for this week, uh any final thoughts on Border Wars?
2: I think the show is okay. I think definitely sandwiched between two great matches. But my the biggest takeaway has to be the opener. Has to be CNC Wrestling Factory against uh Tedarius and Ach. What What did you say their their team name might be?
0: Adrenaline Rush. I think it said on Twitter.
2: Adrenaline Rush. Uh, it's a It's so good. All four look. of those guys are just on another level. And best show of the night, in my opinion.
0: And um, Will, I'm just just so you know, my head has not been chopped off. I'm still here. So That's right,
2: Tom's fading away into his green screen.
0: <laughs> um, but uh. You know, it was it was such a high high. You know, it was it was tough to beat. I really did enjoy Eddie Edwards, maybe because I was just enamored with with Ishimori, and I am really embarrassed um, that I I've seen him wrestle and not appreciating it before. So that's a thousand percent on me. I'm sorry. I don't know my Japanese wrestling as much as I should. Um, but yeah, adrenaline rush. Was I guess that was some kind of name they had. So, um, yeah. All in all, you know, I thought I'd probably give it a B minus. You know, listen the the Paul London it uh Dave Richards was a tad sloppy, um, just because of their spot in the card. You know, it just seemed like things got super heavy or uh, super hot in there, which I thought was weird. Um, well, we also
2: don't know like in real life, like what kind of timeline did they have to actually put a match together? Yeah. Like, how, how much of a last-minute call was it to bring in Paul London? Yeah. Was Paul London the first choice? You know, were they trying to line somebody else up? You know, it's like, there's there's a lot of what-ifs and stuff that we don't know. That one interesting thing. For all we know, that could have been a day of decision.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. All in all, I mean, I, I enjoyed... You know, unless I did watch it in parts, um, I, I thought Border War 2012 was was a tad better last year, probably just because it was so monumental with a with a Ring of Honor title change. Um, but yeah, like uh, Eric Freed says, you know, Tony Khan, bring back Border Wars. I mean, it just makes sense. You've got fucking, you know, Forbidden Door in Toronto in a month, so. Um, so, with that said, uh, we are going to review uh, episode 86 of Ring of Honor TV, original air date May 11th. And by review, um, nothing real new here. Basically, they replay, I think they replayed yep. Roddy and Bennett and Full. And then yep. they did some additional promos. And then they went to, I think they kind of cut up uh, Rhett. Yep, they, a bit they, they,
2: clip, they clip showed the I Quit match because then they also showed the tag match.
0: Um, and which went right into, you know, so where where Scum wins. Um, but yep. they actually had a commercial on TV. That's the first time I actually saw that. So um, nothing real new. They did announce some new live dates. Uh, looks like they're coming back to Milwaukee in July, but I don't know. Um, yeah, so really the question here with TV, Will, is, you know, I get why they do this. You know, if if I mean, they're acting on here. This is for the people that hadn't seen Border Wars, you know. But if you're a loyal TV watcher, I mean, wouldn't yeah, that come
2: you up? assume? Like again, you like a week ago, you spent your money to get the eye pay per view, and then the next week they're giving you like
0: half the. Car. I don't want to
2: say the meat. I don't want to say necessarily the meat and potatoes of the show, but I mean, you're getting three matches. Yeah, from the show for free.
0: Um so if you had saw that, you know, that was your first episode, like we always ask. Or like if you hadn't seen Border Wars, you're kinda on the fence, would those three matches entice you to, to order it?
2: I don't know. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know how I don't know how it would feel about the I quit match ending. As a younger fan, I mean, like I said, as an adult, as an older fan, I'm like, I hate this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we watched and it. I
2: would have been know. disappointed to see uh, Kevin Steen lose, get take pinfall.
0: Yeah. You know, two pins in a month. Um, so we'll see what happens. Maybe he's going to a program with Elgin. I mean, Elgin doesn't really have – I mean, he's been teaming up with Lethal. You know, so we'll see what happens here. So um yeah, it be interesting to see. We do have a couple of uh, house shows coming up uh, the next couple of weeks in addition to TV. So we'll see. Uh, but, yes, Steve Carino is on commentary for this next TV episode. Spoiler alert, everybody. So, well, it's getting late. Um, Will, before uh, we put a little bow and pull this train into the proverbial station, Station, uh, do you have any other shout-outs or uh, gripes or comments? or?
2: No, thanks, everyone who tuned in to listen. Thanks, Tom, for doing all the legwork. Thanks, VGM, for hosting us. Thanks, Shining Wizards, for picking us up. And, you know, I guess thank Tony Khan for buying Ring of Honor, I guess.
0: My Honor Club was super glitchy this week. It was, uh, you know, I'll talk about it off-air, but yeah. But yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, I'm losing my voice again um from between work and here but uh will thank you uh, obviously for getting the logo we'll get the stickers you know hopefully sometime soon you know i will mail you however you need but uh appreciate you coming on doing this for me every week and i uh, appreciate everyone for listening and high fibers, we will talk to everybody next week
1: this has been a visionaries global media production visionaries global media envisioning excellence on a global scale